All right, and we are live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Money Badgers Associates podcast. We are on our March members voting meeting. Um, so much like last month, we are going to do a quick review of the stocks that we've presented for the last several weeks. Uh, and then we'll bat it, battle it out Thunderdome style to see who gets the votes to be purchased for our portfolio or have a nice peaceful discussion. Uh, so we do have the full crew with us tonight. Uh, good, good evening, everybody. How are we all doing? Great. Doing good. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, excellent. It's great to be here, Paul. Excellent. Doing excellent. Doing good. Awesome, guys. Glad to hear it. So uh, we're going to start off with a little bit of news of the week. Uh, anything happened in the last week that's caught anybody's eye? Any business stock investing news? Not, not a whole lot. I mean, the only real thing that, that I've been kind of keeping a little bit of an eye on is the chip shortage that's going on. Yeah, I would say that's that's a pretty big deal. That's affecting everything from obviously IT vendors to uh like automotive makers. Um that's certainly going to warrant a little bit more investigation on our part. Um I think what to do is maybe like a one-off segment in a in a weekly episode, especially if we can find where those supply uh chain constraints are and invest. <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs> figure out where the money's going to have to flow to or where it's going to be made when these these chips start to roll again. Yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting. I I saw that you know the the Biden administration is doing what they can to alleviate that and um, address the bottlenecks, but I think much of it is just demand, worldwide demand right now, um, and we're we're seeing kind of the after effects of of COVID. This is the downstream of what kind of happens. the The interesting stat that I saw was there's over a trillion silicon chips used in manufacturing each year. So just think of the the size and scope of what needs to keep digital worlds running. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And four letters that we need to keep in mind, TSMC, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Corporation. They are the largest chip, chip fab in the world. They are responsible for everything Apple does. They're... They partner with uh, a number of other manufacturers, and they are probably the largest um, part of that supply chain. Uh, other companies to keep in mind, too, uh, Samsung, Intel, obviously, but I think TSMC has the bulk of, of what goes on around the world. And rumor has it that like Apple has actually bought out all of their high-end capacity for the next several years. So any any time they make a uh, a process improvement, Apple's already bought that capacity. And um, oh wow, yeah. So, so forgive my ignorance on this. Um, you know, being here in Wisconsin, we have a lot of experience now with the Foxconn company. Is that something? Is this a world that they play in at all? Because uh, I know, like, when the whole promise was when they were going to open up the plants here in Wisconsin, it was for iPhones and the like. Now they're talking about like working on electric vehicle parts. So just kind of curious if that plays into it. So from, from what I know of the shortage is TSMC, they kind of, and, and Sean, maybe you've got better information on this, but I think they supply like the, the raw platter and mm -hmm. kind of the, the, the non-advanced chips, like I know, like they even have a partnership with Samsung, um, but 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 absolutely, the the shortage is is affecting everything from from car manufacturers to you know appliances, televisions. I mean, everything has a chip in it now. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, and as I understand it, right, TSMC actually gets those silicon platters from somebody else. Uh, there's a, another company. I think their stock ticker is AMT. I'll have to go back and, and, and look it up. I was reading about this a while back. They get the silicon platters. They have uh, advanced processes to turn those silicon platters into uh, into microchips that can then be consumed. And there's a number of different manufacturing processes that are used. Typically, what we hear about are things like, you know, seven, seven nanometer, five nanometer, you know, the coming three nanometer uh, processes. That's all the high end stuff that's used by like Apple um, and AMD and the other, the other, you know, computer processor manufacturers. But the, a lot of the chips that are actually part of this bottleneck, at least from what I understand, is, is the less advanced chips. The, the things that go into automotive, the, the bulk semiconductor, I guess is what you could call it, uh, that are using, you know, 22 nanometer and, and you know, even, even larger uh, manufacturing processes. And I think that's where, I think that's where the capacity constraint is. And TSMC is building out new foundries. Um, I think Intel is building out new foundries. Uh, Samsung is. And that is, I think we lost half a bob. Yeah. Um, a third anyway. <laughs> so um, that, though, is, is what's contributing to this uh, to this shortage is, is everybody is, you know, using chips in their products now. They are a backbone of everything we do, right? Think about IoT. Well, your car is like an IoT device on wheels. Everything has a microprocessor in it that talks to each other. Um, just... Not to the internet, or at least we hope not. Um, <laughs> and so because everything has a microchip in it and is attached to half a million sensors, right? they have to come from somewhere, and there's only so much capacity globally to, to build these. I appreciate that insight. That's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I get that. Like, that's a big kind of realm of where you operate as a, in your 9 to 5. Um, but that's certainly more insight than I have around it, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Good information. Yeah. A lot of this was reading, so I may have missed a few details. And if I did get something wrong, I apologize. Please feel free to send every comment about my mistakes <laughs> to Paul. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure Sean receives them, not only <laughs> in our Slack channel, but in email and text message form and Facebook <laughs> Messenger and Twitter. Yeah. yeah, Sean, do you have any thought on how long that shortage will last? Do they have any inkling? I haven't read anything on how long this could last. Um my assumption, and again, this is this is an uneducated assumption here, uh, is that this is going to last until more capacity comes online to to address it. And this is not just going to be like one supplier, but it's going to be all the suppliers because it does take time. Like if if I'm contracting with TSMC to make my chip, and they have a, a capacity constraint, I can't just pick up and move to Samsung and expect them to start producing it the next day. Right. right, there's lead times on all of this. So, and then if as people start to move business around, that's going to affect available capacity elsewhere. So, I, I honestly don't know. It depends on how long it takes to get new fabs up and running and get them integrated into supply chains. And I would assume, you know, building a clean room from bottom up takes many, many, many months and many, many, many millions of dollars. Yeah, you're off by an order of magnitude there. I think it's many, many billions of dollars. Yeah. 
so another topic I was gonna just touch upon real quick, and I kind of missed, I missed takeoff today. Rocket Mortgage shot up seventy one percent today. Uh, they look to be the newest target of the um, Wall Street bets crowd in the stocks. Uh, <laughs> uh, it looks like I think the stat was forty five, more than forty five percent of Rocket Company's freely traded shares were short sold as of market close on Monday. So, wow. so the uh, no love lost. no not at all it's just you know that's not like our investing strategy it'd be nice to catch one of those and throw a little bit of money off to the side but you know good good to the people out there making the money and you know boo to the people shorting i guess i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and one more thing i saw pop up today um mr musk our favorite or my favorite uh, this afternoon tweeted out creating the city of Starbase, Texas. So it sounds like uh, the location that which they launched from, I'm not going to pronounce it right, like Boca Chicho or something. Um, they're, they're actually going to incorporate that into a whole city. Wow, like a company town? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, uh, Cypress Creek. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, a company town <laughs> based around the spaceport. <laughs> I, I can get behind that, you know, if it wasn't for questionable energy grids and like super hot temperatures in the <laughs> summer i'd probably move there <laughs> yeah well gentlemen do we have any other uh topics of conversation or shall we jump into reviewing our stocks i'm ready for a review myself all right well uh first up i just went in the order that we presented uh and that's going to be this young man named me let me present this out real quick uh so, so hey First week I presented CVS. Um, I really liked what they were doing when it came time to, or when it came down to trying to compete with Amazon with the in-store health clinics. They're doing a lot with the um, the vaccine rollouts as well, uh, as well as they're doing more and more. Like they acquired um, an insurance company last year. I don't recall which one off the top of my head, so I don't want to misquote it. But it's certainly worth. I think with what they're doing. I really liked them. I actually picked some up for my, I really like the stock. Um, I actually <laughs> picked some up for my portfolio after I reviewed them. I'm like, Oh, I do like this. Um, so again, I liked, I liked my presentation. I do think a few of the others that were presented by the group have some merit as well. Uh, but that's my stance on CVS. Let me bring us back here to the big group. And then next up was Mr. Sean with TDS. Yeah, so like Paul, um, I really like the stock. I like what they're doing. Now, they're not quite as big as uh, – they're, they're, so they're, they're a telecom. They're more of a regional telecom. They're definitely not as big as like AT&T and Verizon. Uh, they, they, they are fairly well diversified like most of the telecoms. Um, I like them for a couple of reasons. One, they are building out as a company. Right, they they are growing their network. They are you know laying fiber in, in new markets uh, in the regions they operate. They are a dividend stock. Uh, they have they are profitable, uh, and this is a, this is an area where you know there's going to continue to be growth as long as the trends from of work from home continue, even after the pandemic ends and companies keep people from coming back to the office. Right? There's going to be a need for bandwidth. And a, a regional telecom, I think, is, is a good place to go because they are going to invest and they are able to invest in more areas than, say, a larger telecom. Yeah, and like the bulk of the economy now is internet-driven. So work from home or not, the internet is, should almost be a utility at this point versus a you know, commodity. 
but that's that's a discussion for a different show. Also, I just noticed <laughs> when you, when I had you full screen, your uh, lavalier mic. Nice, very nice uh, step up there. All right, our third stock was Apple, and I forget who presented that. Was that Victor or was that Bob? <laughs> I think that was Vic. Yep, that was me. Uh, I'm I'm still a, a big fan of Apple. Um, one of the things that they do well is they innovate. Um, I know that you know they have kind of everybody thinks they plateau and then they come out with something new and innovative. Um, I've always liked the company. They have some good management. Um, everything that we see is is trending up for them. Um, it is the predominant. Uh, let's say, user interface for regular non-tech, uh, the people that just want a phone or want a watch. Um, just the amount of people I see with Apple Watches is just impressive because, um, again, those were the things that they kind of pivoted to. So I'm a big fan under technology for Apple. I still will recommend them. One of the others is, is that it's a, it's a solid stock to have in your portfolio. Um, they do have the, the dividend amount. Um, that is a good performing. Uh, uh, everybody uh, knows Apple. You can do a lot of research on Apple. It's easy to understand uh, their products and services as you get into some of the other sectors we talked about. Sometimes you're like, I think I can see how that product is going to affect the market, or I understand that product in the market. And I think one of the good rules of thumb for investing is if you don't understand the stock or the company, then you really shouldn't be investing in it. And I understand Apple. I've been an Apple person. I'll date myself since the three came out. Um, and that's one of the things that I think they always have that next new thing. And they not saying they have a crystal ball, but they seem to be able to, to time the market pretty well for their, their product rollout. Um, I think in our discussion, we all agreed um, no matter what side of the I or the smartphone uh, world you're on, I pretty much think smartphones are at a pinnacle right now. So I'm just kind of waiting for Apple to come out with something different or another tech uh, because what, what else can they really do to a, a smart device, your phone? They can make the camera better. There's not really anything new under the sun. Apps are always going to be developed, but for the actual functionality of it, it it's the only thing that you see all the ads doing now is adding better cameras. Um, so I'm still in, in, in favor of, of Apple. Hey, hey, Vic, do you still have your uh, your Apple three? I on? do. I have all of them. I have the oh three. <laughs> I, had the th- I went from the three to the five to the seven, and then this last one was the nine. I did. I skipped every other. I thought other you meant year. the uh, the Apple three computer from the eighties. Oh no! <laughs> That's what I thought you were talking about too. <laughs> yeah. No, there was. I think the first iPhone was. Technically called the three. It was the really small one. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't have my Apple two E anymore. It was rocking Oregon Trail. I was about to say we're all going to go play some Oregon Trail and fix after this. Yeah. In monochrome. (laughs) That lovely green. I think that is actually. I I might be wrong on this. Somebody can do the uh, hue color on it, but I think that was the green from the Matrix. If you think about it, Hmm. that that green from. Oregon Trail, in my mind or in my eye, it was very right. similar to the green of the Matrix. I, uh, I was just watching a uh, a retrospective on it the other day, and they did they did take that hue that they used to represent the Matrix from old timey monochrome screens. 
Cool. That was Makes sense. Makes sense. And, you know, I, I thought of something as we were talking about our stocks. News of the week last week, the massive, what, two, three-day sell-offs that that mercifully ended at, at Friday. I mean, there's a lot of good values out there, a lot of good discounts, if you will, yeah. on on the, the stocks to be had. Um, mm-hmm. And Apple is one of those that kind of dropped really hard. The tech stocks were taking a beating. And I was actually able to re-enter or not re-enter, acquire more Apple at a lower price than I originally bought it. So I took advantage of the dip. But yeah, I agree. Again, Apple, that's one of those just solid portfolio stocks. You just sit and hold. Some people say hold them forever. So, all right, pick number four, the Walt Disney Company, and that was Bob. Yeah. And actually, before we jump into my pick, I just want to touch back on Apple for a second. I, I'm, I'm just wondering with the chip shortage, if it lasts for, you know, let's let's say three years or so, if that actually happens, I wonder if Apple and the other smartphone manufacturers will kind of move away from the marketing and idea of planned obsolescence and market their phones as longer lasting and upsell them a little bit more um, compared to what they currently are. So just just an interesting thought. So interesting, interesting thought on that as well, right? Apple is actually the one phone company or the one IT device manufacturer that doesn't actually build planned obsolescence into their phones. Because if you think back, right, how many previous iPhones can run the latest version of iOS? And how, you know, they may not be able to run it well, but they can still use it. I think it goes all the way back to the 6S or the 7, you know, which is going back four or five years, if not more. And they're still doing uh, updates to, I think, 12 and 13, which run on things like the 6. So uh, of all the manufacturers, Apple's the one that actually supports theirs the best. And that's what makes them great hand-me-down phones. You know, you don't necessarily have to trade yours in. You pass it down to your kids. Soft, mm-hmm. Software-wise, yes. What about the battery? Batteries that- are consumables. In, 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 in the long run, though, no, that's really what they are. As long right? as you've got surgical tools. Yeah. So, And I, I think the other thing to think about is the marketing side of it. So, yes, the device can last for a while and they support it for a while, but their marketing is very much move on to the next greatest thing every 18 months. Yeah, I guess that's the old argument, marketing versus operations. I don't know if anybody else kind of in that planned obsolescence vein, anybody else catch um, Europe is trying to pass some consumer product protections where certain durable, durable goods have to have a certain lifespan or be able to have replacement parts. Um, I think we all can agree we're kind of tired of washing machines and refrigerators lasting four or five years, you know, and then you're kind of like, uh, and then it's even hard to get parts. So there, and I didn't catch the whole story, but it was, if you manufacture uh, a durable good, you have to provide parts for at least 10 years is kind of the gist of it. So you're not forced to go in and, and making a big capital investment on a new washer and dryer set because yours is only four years old and the manufacturer has stopped making parts because they moved on to their planned obsolescence model and just, I mean, it's a great business model. It sucks for consumers, mm-hmm. but I just remember, like, I, you, we've all heard this, right? They just don't build them like they used to, you know, and that's, <laughs> that's true. I mean, my grandma had a freezer from, like, the 1940s that was still kicking along just fine, you know. Right. My, grandpa, my grandpa was, for full disclosure, was a, a compressor mechanic, and he did a lot of AC and stuff like that. So he knew how to keep things up, but... 
Did he build yeah, that freezer? Uh, right? You would, think, you would think. I think it was, I can't remember. The, I wish I would remember the name of the model. But I think that that's, I think consumers are kind of getting wise to that. Um, that's one of the things when I talk to people about personal finance, do you need the new smartphone? Just in our conversation here, generally not. I mean, it's not going to do anything great or different than your current model has. And you always, I always get suspicious because whenever I go in to, if we were to do this, they always are like, well, you're going to sell your, your old phone back, right? Like it's not even a question because you know, they're making money on their old, the old phones are mm-hmm. just selling them off to India or wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. If you, if you look at the price of a used iPhone on a site like Woot, it's only like two or 300 less than a brand new one. It's almost not worth buying a used one because there's not that much of a price difference. You have to go back like several years for it to actually have have like a noticeable price difference to make it like worthwhile. And even then it's like, well, why am I going to buy an iPhone 7 for $400 or $300? So, and yes, those are thoughts that have crossed my mind trying to keep devices in my children's hands. <laughs> Well, well, and I, the, the way my mind works, I just had a Godfather quote pop in my head. You're like, oh, it's only two or three hundred dollars less, and to some people, that's a lot. So it made me think of uh, uh, Salazzo's, like, if you think two do- two million dollars is just finance, salute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right, um, and, and Paul, that was the point I was trying to make, right? Like, two or three hundred dollars, yeah, is a lot of money especially when you look at the price of a new phone and realize, well, wait, there's not that big of a gap. Right. So. All right, Bob, are we ready to dive into Disney or do we have any other follow-ups? I feel that I'm ready to talk Disney. All right. House of Mouse, here we go. (laughs) All right. House of Mouse indeed. So, yeah, uh, Disney is just one of them, those stocks that I I love. Um, they, They have set themselves up so well to be a, an IP powerhouse, uh, I mean, they own Star Wars, the Marvel Universe, obviously Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, the Muppets, uh, several television stations, uh, theme, theme parks. I mean, they they are a destination. They are an entertainment industry standard that I just think will be the market leader for many, many, many years to come. Um, they really fared through COVID, I think, a lot better than everybody thought they would. And a lot of that has been their um, swap to focusing on their digital platform of Disney+. And once everybody is uh, vaccinated for COVID, the very first vacation destination on everybody's mind will undoubtedly be Disney World, Disneyland. So I think Doing great through COVID, greater things to come post COVID. Excellent. And they are what, maybe 30, they're only, they're already at like 60% of the uh, subscribership of Netflix after what, 18 months? Um, so they're steamrolling into, on Disney Plus, I should say. So yes, they're and just steamrolling into that market. In five years, they are expected to overtake Netflix now. Wow. Yeah. All right. Again, a fun, fun, interesting stock, a lot of upside, I think. Uh, next up, I believe this was Jeremy's pick. We are going to talk Huntsman Corp. Yes, yes, the Huntsman Corp. Uh, th- these guys are pretty cool. They, uh, they're kind of like the underdog, uh, the southern underdog compared to 3M, who uh, make a lot of the same kind of materials, uh, adhesives, tapes, p- PPE. And that's one thing that impressed me about Huntsman was their PPE research and development that they did 
for uh, in, in the past year. They've uh, they they went full bore into it, and they've come up with some pretty cool antimicrobial fabrics that are washable, reusable, that kind of thing, that that make uh, PPE str- stronger, better, and faster. And they also uh, they since we talked about it, they had their uh, quarterly meeting and and their dividend uh, dispersal. It was sixteen cents per share, something sixteen point something percent. Uh, yeah, sixteen two five. Yep. So, did you purposefully throw um, a Daft Punk, a Daft Punk <laughs> trivia uh, tribute in there, or uh, no? It just kind of uh, kind of flowed through me. They're, <laughs> they're in the air now nowadays. With all just, the- just, just, that was my only takeaway that they are the Daft Punk of printed <laughs> adhesives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so if you like uh, Daft Punk, vote Huntsman. Huntsman Chemicals, H U N, on your stock buying uh, broker chat. Awesome. All right. Now, our final stock um, was picked by Mr. Fogarty here. He was uh, doing utilities. Um, so, Rob, take us away with uh, Vistra. All right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Vistra Energy, they were looking pretty attractive when I did my research on this. Uh, it's an energy provider in 20 different states. Um, they're pretty big. Uh, they have a lot of different methodologies. Uh, I think they're, it's, um, what do they have? Um, nuclear, natural gas, some wind as well. Things were looking pretty good. They, um, they, you know, they tend to buy up a lot of their competition. Uh, however, they are headquartered in Texas. And <laughs> when all the Texas energy stuff went down, <laughs> and it, initially things looked like they, it did, they weren't too affected by it to me. Um, and then they had their earnings report and, uh, yeah, things the stock went down pretty hard at that point. <laughs> um, so they were definitely a little bit more affected than I thought they were. I would say that they probably are still a good company. Um, for all I know, it's actually a great time to buy because they did go down. I would say we should probably just scrap this idea for our club's purposes, though, when we're still building our bedrock of what we want our entire portfolio to be based on. I don't think we want to really take this chance on something like this. So, <laughs> um, yeah, looked pretty good. I think we should keep an eye on them, see how they do in the in the future, but not not for today. That no, shirt I'm- is literally a line straight down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty brutal. Sale, though. It's buying it all up. Yeah, I was looking yeah. at that. Like the the estimated price ranges on the stock are still twenty to thirty two dollars. So rolling in, uh, it was today. It was uh, closed at uh, what seventeen seventeen fifty. Yeah, it might be an absolute steal right now. But right. we also don't know what the next couple of months are going to roll out with fallout from the the energy issues in Texas. Exactly. So I I think that's absolutely one we throw in our hopper to rev- revisit in the future. Um. But yeah, maybe not right now. But yeah, you know the 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 small twitch of a gambler in me is like, oh, that's a good price. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's our stocks that we've we've gone over in the last month. Now we had some lively discussion off air on how we approach voting and how we approach what we're going to do. So what we did last month is we just kind of went down the list and, and we went, you know, Vistra, yes or no, and I tallied the votes and then we kind of had like one that was a clear-cut winner based on yes or no's now i i'm think i think we're okay to do that again this month but what we are talking about off air was do we want to just pick one stock 
Or if, say, we look, we get to our votes and we think, you know, it looks like Apple and Disney are pretty close. Let's put those both in our hopper this month. Instead of buying all of one, we can do two or whatever. Uh, but I think we still do the same voting method. That's going to give us the temperature for the group. And then we can break off into debate off of that. So give me a second. Talk amongst yourselves. I was not making um, the little chart that I need to off, <laughs> off to the side. Uh Sorry about that, guys. Uh, so if anybody has anything to say, please, please talk now. So, Paul, I just have to know, are you getting verklempt? <laughs> am I getting verklempt? No, I'm not getting verklempt. I am trying to not make, you know, the show completely pause and suck. While no, I, you got some no peas nor nuts. <laughs> <laughs> we had CVS. We had TDS. We had AAPL. We had DIS. We had H-U-N, and we had V-S-T. I'm dynamite. No one needs to hear me saying. <laughs> we didn't say stop. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Henry's new favorite song. I like it. Just one moment, please, guys. So for uh, Sean, for DDS, what's, uh, what do you think is going to be – are they going to be happy being where they are? Do you think they're getting to be ripe for a takeover from a larger telecom I honestly don't know. It'd be interesting. I, I think right now, given the telecom situation in the U.S. and and the current administration, I don't think they'd be ripe for a takeover because that would run into antitrust concern. Because not only are they a regional provider of internet service, you know, to the landline essentially or hardwire service, right? They're also you know majority owner of U.S. Cellular. So any of the companies that would potentially take them over. Would would run into antitrust concerns and, you know, they wouldn't be able to fully take them over, right? In, in a lot of areas, they're option number three when it comes to uh, to internet service, right? Because it's, in, at least in, in Wisconsin, right, it's AT&T, it's, uh, it's Spectrum for most of the state, and then TDS is out there in the third, and they're the ones doing a lot of the build-outs. So I, I don't see them being acquired, or at least okay. if anybody wanted to acquire them, I don't see them getting very far without having to divest a lot. Before, okay. before Google gave up on Google Fiber, I wonder how closely they were looking at TDS because it plays with two of their business units, yes. um, Google Fi, which is their cell phone division, and, and Google Fiber. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. I've got the form ready or the <laughs> the ballot ready, if you will. All right. So based on our conversation, we are okay with taking VST off the docket this month, correct? Give me a thumbs up on the video if we're all okay with that. Okay. So we're going to go down the list of our first five stocks. Just just uh, raise your hand for a yes when I call out the name. If you don't raise your hand, I'll mark you as a no. Makes for great radio. I mean, go ahead and say, <laughs> go ahead and say yes with your vote. But yes. Okay. So CVS, yes or no? Yes. 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 No. no. So, so we're three and three. Okay. That's actually the one I picked, but I'm not going to vote for it this month. All right. TDS. Can I hear some yeses? Yes. 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 Three. Yes. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Okay. Right, so oh, no, let's let's go back and redo that because I I, I I couldn't keep track of who voted for what on that one because it was like a smattering of I yeses. Guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hold your leave them up for a second when you put them up, huh? We'll do it that yeah. way. <laughs> All right. So four for TDS. Yes. Two for no. Okay. All right. Apple. Yes. 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 Looks. Jeremy, we'll give you a second. All right. So that's a five-six <laughs> vote or five. Good. Okay. Disney. Yes. 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 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a six here. Okay. <laughs> six zero. No, a... no peer pressure, G- uh, Jeremy. No, no. I, <laughs> yeah, right. I was just. I like to have an internal monologue, and that was just me saying okay to myself right at the end there. <laughs> was it Baby Yoda yeah. that won you over in the end? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. with his uh, his big earnest eyes and his. Or was it Obi Wan saying you want to vote for Disney? Yes. <laughs> These are not. The this is the stock you are for. looking for. <laughs> Especially with Apple, that's not the droid you're looking for. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. good one. A little, a little fun uh, there. Don't sue us, uh, Google. <laughs> don't sue us, George Lucas <laughs> or Disney. Yeah. Yeah, They're all tied together now. Published, they'll be at our house. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening. They see us. They all right. They just send the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Before we completely derail this, so our last stock to hold on of the month, uh, Huntsman, H-U-N. One yes, two yes, three, four. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. four to two. All right. I'm going to use so the If you were counting, I've already yes for all of those. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like confrontation. I just like all those stocks. <laughs> Okay, so we have Disney at six and zero, Apple at five and one, TDS and uh, Huntsman at four and two, CVS a distant fifth this month, and VST did not finish. Hmm. So I'll throw out the first proposal. I say we do for our purchase of this this episode, we just split it Disney and Apple because we are able to do partial shares. We are able to do, you know, we're you know based on the the, the broker we're using. I propose Disney and Apple. Instead of just one outright being Disney. Right down the middle, 50-50. Works for me. Let me, Paul's proposal, 50-50 Diz app. I I dig that. I think they're both very strong bedrock foundational stocks that will be there forever. Is there any any opposition or any other thoughts on what we purchase? Open forum, open floor. Paul, I am curious as to know why you opted to not vote for CBS. I... I, I still like it. Like I said, I own it. But looking at what we've got as our options, I can openly admit that I'm like, yeah, I liked it when I picked it, but it's not. It doesn't hold up against these options. Um, and like, like, I see a little bit more long term. I see more growth out of say Disney and Apple than CVS, especially like in the timeframes we've been talking about holding some of these stocks. So I again, I, I feel like that's a better investment, especially for the group. I just wasn't, I'm on the fence about the COVID vaccination and the the Walgreens. Um, I just am with the way things go. I just always think about two stores that are like right across the street from each other. There's always a CBS. Mm -hmm. There's always a Walgreens. I just don't see that that model can future. And I hearken what Paul, not that you asked me directly, but I'm giving you my two cents anyways. Um, <laughs> I think that, that that's, I, I like the other stocks better than, than the CBS. I think there's merit there. Um, I think they do have a better pharmacy, not pharmacy, um, like physician model, like uh, what's the clinic, like walking yes, clinic model, mm-hmm. model than what um, Walgreens has. But I just don't think it's the right time for them right now. Yeah. Right. And I- the other thing we have to consider is we're really not out of COVID yet. You know, for, for all we know, next month, this damn thing could, could mutate and multiply again. And retail stores, things that depend on brick and mortar, which CBS is one of, could have to basically really resurrect very harsh restrictions again. So it, it's it's a tricky time for it. And that's That's kind of one of the reasons I hesitated. I, I think the way Rob put it is like building our bedrock, building our foundation again. 
I, I I own three of these six that we talked about this month in my personal portfolio. I've got different goals, different mindset, et cetera. But CVS is something I'll probably hold for a couple more years, collect some dividends, sell it off. Because the, I don't want to say the writing's on the wall for brick and mortar, but it's definitely going to be harder and harder. Short term, like three, five years, I think they're they're suited to attack or fend off Amazon. But 10 years, I don't know. Whereas Apple getting into cars, Disney with their streaming services, with their entertainment, with their IP, 10 years from now, that stock could be twice in value. I mean, probably not, but that's nice to think about. And, and see, while, while I agree with you on most retail, Paul, where you know Amazon and, and the Walmarts of the world are, are going to have that outsized impact on, on the rest of the retail world, companies like CVS and Walgreens, I, I don't think they're going anywhere because of the type of retail they are. Right, they're basically a pharmacy with a convenience store and a makeup counter built around it, and they're they're small square footage. They they, they have a, a service they fit in the community, right? If you think about Wisconsin, right, it's a lot of your a lot of your bigger towns will have a Quick Trip, a Walgreens, and that's it. And Wait, they, the dollar they, store. They, what? <laughs> And the dollar oh, and, store, yeah, dollar general, a, yeah. a, a dollar, a dollar tree, dollar general, and maybe a grocery store. But um, Walgreens and CVS aren't going anywhere because they are still pharmacies. They're still needed. Now they may shift in what their what their operating model looks like a little bit. The, the size of the store may shift and get smaller, but they can't go anywhere because there's still medications that are, are short term. You're not going to be on a maintenance plan where you're going to order it online, right? You have to go somewhere to pick it up. Yeah, and that's not going to go anywhere. CVS and Walgreens, like they're already offering like in-home delivery of, mm-hmm. of prescriptions and most insurance, obviously like the maintenance stuff, most insurance companies are giving more and more pressure. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right term to move to mail. Oh, it's pressure. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's why CVS is, Moving to a more vertical integration by buying that insurance company, yeah, um, they're they're definitely moving, they're diversifying away from that core convenience slash makeup counter slash pharmacy into more of a one stop shop. Indeed, and somebody who, you know, whoever mentioned Dollar General, they are huge. By the way, yeah. um, they are absolutely huge. That's actually something somebody should look at, even for fun. Uh, Jeremy, just look to see when they were founded and bring up Dollar General in this week in business history when we get there. Uh, <laughs> All they right, are, just keep tabs on that date. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. They are, they're a bit of a, um, they're up there, you know, Wisconsin, they're not as big. You know, we've got our, our local little stores or our local chains, but nationwide they're a monster. So certainly worth well, looking at. They're, they're the modern they're day Woolworths. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and they are Honestly, huge in Wisconsin now, right? You go out you know, out to a good portion of the state and you're going to find a dollar general in almost every small town. Yeah. Even up in the Appleton area, right? Most of our family, family videos closed. And I know a couple of them that have been converted into dollar generals. Yeah. And it it goes across the street and it goes even further than that. When I drive up North, when you get to, and this is just going to be very regional, what I'm about to mention, but like there's very small <laughs> towns up there. There's there's a town of, of 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 Lakewood, which I drive through. It's maybe 500 people. There's a Dollar General there. That is the only national chain that is in Lakewood. You go even further. You go up to a very small town called Crandon. That is the only national store in Crandon as well. So Dollar General has has found such a strong fitting in these tiny little communities that 
doesn't warrant a Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was actually going to bring up Walmart in their pharmacy integration as well. So that's another competitor uh, for CVS because there's even more offerings inside of Walmart than what you buy at a CVS, like a makeup counter and like some mm-hmm. light groceries, et cetera. So again, short term, I think it's cool. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to saddle all of our horses to it right now. Based on especially the other amazing offerings that you guys brought forth. Okay, so my proposal is still the only one at hand. Anything else? I dig. No, I like it. Yep. Okay, so let's get uh, all in favor of 50-50 split this month of Apple Disney. Raise your hand. Yay. That's a, that's a, that's a clean sweep. The, the yays have it. Hey, Bob, where's your lawyer? Bob, where's your oh, gavel? I've got, I've got the lawyer hammer. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Here I am pounding my desk. I'm pounding my desk like some kind of chump when you've got a gavel. <laughs> no, the new official term, thanks to Jeremy's yeah. kids, yeah. is lawyer hammer. I like it. I can yeah. get behind that. <laughs> Wasn't that a Netflix show with that guy from The Sopranos? <laughs> <laughs> with the guy with the... Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Where's my lawyer hand? <laughs> oh, man. Now we're getting into... Local references that not everybody will get. No, <laughs> Van Zant, Paul. That's his actual oh, name. Oh, oh, you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mistake. <laughs> awesome. Well, we have our our second month's vote. Um, <laughs> uh, we have our second month's vote squared up. We will be hammering out a few details on the outside of the show. Um getting our next purchases made, et cetera. We're still business-wise, you know, some of the nitty-gritty details. We had to go on a Zoom meeting to fill out a form to get our brokerage firm set up. We've uh, So we did our articles of incorporation or whatever it's called through the LLC, but now we're actually, like, hammering out our bylaws that just puts into writing how we approach voting and how we approach membership, et cetera. Because, you know, long-term, we are looking to add a couple more people in the future, but not until we get all these details pounded out, until we get a few months of just getting this flow and getting how we go about this done. Um, and, you know, we were talking off air. There's a couple of stocks we presented this month, the next month that we're or this month and last month that we are going to revisit in the future. They're not dead to us. Um, it's just, yeah, there was something else that was picked in, instead of that. But, you know, it's definitely on our radar. Uh, and again, I think that that energy company is something to keep an eye on. Um, I actually, <laughs> fun, fun story, I actually purchased, purchased Huntsman instead of, uh, I can't say it now because it's not in front of me, the energy company. And then the next day, the energy company tanked. So I, I was like doing the dance in my head and I was like, okay, no, we don't know what's going to shake out in Texas. Uh, so I got real lucky there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next week uh, we go back to our uh, regular format or we go back to our tri-weekly format of uh, reviewing stocks, talking news, talking history. Does anybody want to volunteer to pick up a presentation for next week? Is there a sector we haven't touched yet? That's a good question. Um, we've gotten pretty close to all of them. Let's bring up the list of sectors. Defense. Investing sectors. I thought, yeah, I think you might be right, Bob. I think that's one we haven't touched that's on right. yet. The bomb started flowing last week, too, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Fidelity's got a list of, well, these are mutual funds and ETFs across <laughs> sectors. Communications, we've touched. Consumer discretionary, we've touched. Uh, energy, financials, healthcare, we've touched materials, information technology. We haven't done real estate. We have done utilities. We haven't done industrials. 
um, consumer staples we've touched. So I, I, I mean, we, we don't have like we can. Somebody wants to grab defense, we can do that. Real estate, that's probably something we should look at. There might be something out there that that might be a good uh, good buy. But yeah, I mean, whoever. I'll take real estate for next week. Take I'll take defense. All right, let me write this down in our notes, 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 notes. And then for the following week, I'll take industrials. Okay, slow down, slow down. Paul, Paul you can't <laughs> type that fast. I've had one too many uh, delicious wine seltzers. They're not, they're not, uh, what did you call them? Um, Bartles and James. Bartles and James, yeah. No, <laughs> delicious, delicious decoy. They just came out. They're really good. Um, Bob, you are going to do, what did you say? I'm sorry, defense? Defense. Defense. Next, the following week. SPM is going to do, did you say industrials? Industrials. Okie dokie. Um, I can jump on that one. I don't know what I'm going to pick yet. Let's see, Paul, I'm doing my thinking dance. <laughs> it's uh, a good looks dance. like they're doing the potty dance. <laughs> they're one in the same. <laughs> At this point in the show, they're one in the same. 49 minutes in. Never ask Paul a math question. <laughs> You're not going to like the way I do my math. <laughs> I'll I'll go back to consumer discretionary. All right, let me bring up. I now I've lost our studio. There it is. Hello, studio. Cool. And then the the final week, the week three, that's gonna be Rob and Jeremy. You got a little bit of time to p- pick out your uh, your stuff here. Yeah, it'll be a surprise. Yeah, Ooh, I like that. You guys are gonna so love it. Rob will be surprised. <laughs> Jeremy will be My a surprise double myself. surprise. Wow, a double surprise week. Double surprise. Oh man. Yeah. Woo. You're in not two want to weeks, guys. In two weeks, we'll have the wheel list of uh, stock categories, and we'll just give it a spin <laughs> yeah. for you. Yes. Yeah, it'll be much easier for me. I'll be, <laughs> wrapping up, I'll be wrapping up consumer discretionary, and all of a sudden, Rob's like, "Oh crap, I got to present next week." Um, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, cool. Well, I think uh, that might be our episode for this week. Is there anything else we wanted to cover? Again, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the business stuff next week. Some of the, the, the work that we're doing again, cause part of the show is in fact forming the podcast, forming the LLC. You know, we thank the listeners out there. We had more, more downloads than we anticipated when I checked the stats. So that's always pleasant. Uh, we've received some pretty good feedback. We've actually received some qu- requests to join the group. We will get to you. Uh, it's just going to take a little bit of time. Again, we want to make sure our foundation is set. And then we'll start to add as the time becomes right. You can find us on the socials, you know, Twitter. Uh, we're pretty active on as well as Instagram. Try to be active. Uh, the Iris stock trading app. Uh, we're out there. Uh, if you see our Twitter or the actually in the link to last week's show, and I'll make sure to include it in this week's show. Um, there's a link to sign up for Iris, which gets us a referral, helps us grow a little bit, which would be awesome. And let's see, Facebook, we are on LinkedIn. What else am I missing, Bob? You set them all up. TikTok. We haven't done anything with TikTok, but TikTok. God, I'm old. TikTok, but um, and I've got a side part too. Take that, Gen Z. Um, <laughs> you and your electric vehicles and your lattes. <laughs> your lattes? I don't know. <laughs> and, and your silicon chips. Telephone. You Weisenheimers. <laughs> the kids these days. Yes, we have a we have a TikTok. Um, a Discord server that we're not using yet. We'll probably look to, as we grow our listenership. Uh, right now, again, reach out to us on those platforms to join the conversation. Email us, moneybadgersassoc at gmail.com. All right. Well, with that, I'm going to wish everybody an ado for this week. We look forward to jumping back into our next picks. And here comes our disclaimer slide. You know, and 
While we like to think we know what we're talking about, the Mighty Badgers Associate Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. As always, please consult a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. The stocks and companies discussed during the episode are not recommendations given out to listeners, nor are the companies sponsors of the show. Come on, guys. Don't do not don't do what we do. We're, we're struggling when we do what we do. Um, and, <laughs> uh, but the Money Badgers Associate Podcast is created and produced by the Money Badgers Associates, LLC. Copyright 2021. All right. First so, take. All right. I, I, yeah, I'll take yeah. that.